Investment advisory services provided by Drake & Associates, LLC, a state of Wisconsin registered investment advisor. Insurance products are offered through a separate company, Loft Financial Advisory Group, LLC, a Wisconsin insurance agency. Clients are under no obligation to purchase any recommended insurance products. Information provided is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. While we believe the information in the show is reliable, we cannot guarantee its accuracy. Neither Drake & Associates or Loft Financial Advisory Advisory Group accepts any liability for the use of the information discussed. Opinions expressed are subject to change without notice and are not intended as investment advice or a solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security. Please consult your financial professional before making any investment decision. Before you start planning your retirement party, make sure you've got your retirement plan. You can never be too prepared for life after work, and we're here to help. This is Retirement Ready with Tony Drake on WTMJ. Good afternoon and welcome to the Retirement Ready Show on WTMJ. I'm Tony Drake, Certified Financial Planner, and today, guess who it is? It's Brad Allen. Hey. Great to be here. <laughs> July, beautiful uh, time of year here in Wisconsin. Gorgeous. Also, Brad, a time we celebrate our nation's independence here a few weeks ago, and it's a I think it's a good reminder, a good time to take a look at your own financial independence. Some folks we know out there, Brad, they're they're just living pay to, paycheck to paycheck, kind of month to month, if you will. They're dealing with debt, and you know, there's never a better time than now to try to change that financial picture and to take control of it. So, you know, when when you're sitting down working with your clients. What does that term financial independence mean from a planning perspective? Well, financial independence or, or financial freedom means different things to different people. You know, some think of it as having so much money that you don't have to work anymore. Or for others, it means just being debt free, uh, maybe earning enough money so you're not, you're not living paycheck to paycheck. So uh, millennials are increasingly supporting the FIRE movement which stands for Financial Independence Retire Early. However, financial independence and early retirement isn't a lifestyle strictly for young people. There are things that you can do every day to achieve financial freedom. And so, you know, today what I wanted to really focus on for folks is some concrete steps and actions. You know, this concept, financial freedom, it sounds great, right? But, like, what do I do? Mm -hmm. You know, if I'm in that scenario, whether you're thinking about retirement or I think you and I, unfortunately, we meet retirees that maybe they were living in the moment, you know, maybe something unfortunate happened medically or they helped out family and they just weren't able to save as much as they hoped. And now they're stuck really wanting to retire. You know, maybe they're still in that situation where they're living paycheck to paycheck. And, and this concept, you know, financial independence, financial freedom, it sure sounds good, mm -hmm. but we all see the scary commercials, right? If you don't have millions of dollars, you know, you can't retire. If you're spending more than X percent, I mean, you and I talk about it all the time that, you know, I'm less of a fan of these kind of preconceived numbers or percentages because it's so, I think, dependent on your scenario. We often reference that study where, you know, they interviewed all the retirees and the people that answered to be the happiest financially, at least in retirement, surprisingly weren't the people with the biggest balances, but the people with the biggest income streams. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people are, are sometimes forced into retirement. You know, uh, maybe a medical something happens at work or, you know, a lot of companies downsize and, and you find yourself maybe in your late 50s or early 60s where you wanted to, to work at least five more years. And and now it's, it's tough to find a new position making the same money. So a lot of people might be forced into retirement or want to retire early, but you just have to take the, the necessary steps and put a plan together on how to do that 
that and what those what those action items are going to be. Yeah, I think you nailed it. It's about having that income or that financial plan, and and part of that is Social Security. We just had a couple of great talks there mm-hmm. about Social Security. We had a couple of great groups out, and you know, many people don't realize there's hundreds of ways that you can turn on Social Security. So, you know, for the folks listening today, we want you to grab a notepad. We're going to start with number one and go through a couple. No, I'm kidding. We'll, go quick. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to go through quick to cover. No, I'm, I'm kidding. But you, we had a great class there on, you know, how to really tackle those hundreds of different ways. And, and for folks that are interested and want to get plugged in and attend one of our educational sessions, number coming up, I know, you know, we've had a challenge. There's been so many folks, Brad, that have been calling and wanting to come in. We've had waiting lists and they fill up pretty quickly. So we're trying to add new classes. We've had a lot of great topics. Social Security, how mm-hmm. to maximize those. A lot of questions about required minimum distributions. You know, sure. when you hit 70 and a half, you have to start taking money out of those IRAs and retirement accounts. Taxable income. Mm-hmm. You know, for some folks, if you delay that Social Security to 70, and now you have required minimum distributions, well, suddenly you're pushing yourself up into a higher tax bracket, and, and now you're uh, giving away your gifting, but not to who you want to give to. You're gifting to Uncle Sam, and right? And that happens so, more often than not, you right. know, from what we see. So it is something to plan out and think about. Yeah, so we have some sessions about that. A lot of great, you know, I think there's just so much interest right now about this new tax bill. You know, we have an eight-year reprieve, you know, on individual income taxes for a lot of people that are not going to be doing the long form anymore because the standard deduction has gone up so much. So, you know, what does that mean for my charitable deductions? Are there some things I can be doing in these next eight years to really impact what tax bracket I'm in, you know, for the next 20 or 30 years? And the answer is yes, absolutely. Sure. So we have some great sessions on that. And, again, I apologize for folks. I know they've been filling up quickly. But visit us at the website, wealthwisconsin.com. That's wealthwisconsin.com. You can see those upcoming courses, or you can always call the office at 414-409-7226. That's 414-409-7226 to get registered. And after the break, Brad, I want to talk about financial freedom and some real concrete steps we can take. And, you know, I think the big question that lends itself is how do I start? Where do I begin and what can I do to obtain this financial freedom? You're listening to the Retirement Ready Show on WTMJ. Getting you ready to sail into the sunset. This is Retirement Ready with Tony Drake on WTMJ. Welcome back. You're listening to the Retirement Ready Show on WTMJ. I'm Tony Drake, certified financial planner. With Brad Allen, of course, we got a great topic today, Brad. You know, of course, July is a great time of year to celebrate our country's independence. And, you know, it's also a good time, I think, to really consider this term financial freedom or financial independence. What does that mean? I think the struggle with that concept, you know, so many folks, as we mentioned, are living paycheck to paycheck. They're struggling to really, you know, knock their debt down. They're they're trying to figure out ways to get out of this, you know, rat trap of living, you know, paycheck and month to month and, mm-hmm. you know, just barely getting by. So let's maybe start to review a couple real concrete ways that people can start to dig out of that hole, if you will. And you and I talk about it a lot, but the first one is about setting up some goals. Yeah, uh, just like planning a road trip. I always uh, look at retirement planning like a road trip. It's important to know where you're going so you can make a plan to get there. 
where do you see yourself in 10 years? At what age do you want to retire? How much money do you think you'll need to have saved? About 80% of Americans do not know how much money they're going to need to live a comfortable retirement. So the problem with that is, is the unknown. You know, goals feel elusive if we don't write them down. If you're just starting your journey to financial independence, a solid goal might be the, the best way to, to maybe, maybe you need to pay off debt or you might also want to reduce your expenses by $100 a month. Another goal you might set is to increase your retirement savings by 5% per year. So once you set some of those kind of goals, you can, you can track it. You can see, you know, am I meeting these goals? Um, can I increase the amount I'm saving? You know, and, and no matter where you are in retirement, we talk a lot about, you know, kids coming out of college and they have almost, you know, dollars $40,000 in, in student loan debt. It can be really hard to put money into a retirement account like a 401k when you have that much debt looming over your shoulder. So, but it's just setting these little goals along the way, not making these huge goals, but setting little goals along the way, and that's really going to help you get there. Yeah, I think that's uh, you know great points. And whether it's getting out of debt or setting you know goals to save for retirement, you know, knowing what the finish line is is really important. Mm-hmm. Um, I've shared it before, but you know, in young life for me, I went through a series of issues, had some, you know, my kids went through some medical issues and I, the credit cards got, the balances got really high. And for me, it was a, a reality of facing that and seeing that. I bought a little whiteboard from the, from the store, a dry erase board, and I put the balances right and I hung it in the kitchen. It was embarrassing, frankly, when people came over, but I wanted to face it. I wanted to be in front of it. And I put the highest interest one right up top and just started cranking away at those and I could see the progress. Mm-hmm. You know, nowadays there's a, a newer theory, Brad, where folks will say, you know, instead of paying off the highest interest necessarily, pay off the smaller balances. Now, from a mathematical perspective, that one doesn't make quite as much sense. But from an emotional, psychological perspective, what happens is you knock that first one out and there's that feeling of excitement. Right. And psychologists are finding that can really drive the process well, and keep you going. It's all about that momentum, right? You yeah. get that, that snowball rolling. You know, but dealing with that debt is a big part of the financial mm-hmm. freedom, and debt is a burden that really, you know, keeps us away from that. Americans with credit card debt, you know, it's it's topped over a trillion dollars now in our country. It's a big number. It is a huge number, and you know that debt likely carries the highest interest rate, which means you're just you know throwing a lot of money away by not paying your balance in full each month. So. Again, you want to start by organizing your debt by type. Maybe it's student loan debt, car loans, mortgage debt, credit card. You know, figure out the amount owed and interest rate. And once it's written down, you can make a plan. You know, maybe it's it is paying off those smallest balances to create that momentum. You know, think of that you know snowball running downhill in in Wisconsin here in January, right? It's going to start small, and as it gets momentum, it's going to build and build. Um, or you know, if you feel that you have the discipline, maybe you don't need that approach. Then mathematically, you're better off, you know, paying off the highest interest rates because you know that's what's costing you the most. If I can knock out a 14% interest rate on my head versus knocking out a 6% interest rate, so you know, I think that's really important to do. And then once you're done, once you've cleared that debt. You know, take that money you were paying and pay it towards the next debt and just keep it going until it's all paid off. And, you know, when folks can do that, I think they see some pretty tremendous results. 
Yeah, it's all about those wins along the way. You know, uh, once you get one of the the smaller ones paid off or however you want to do it, it, it's really just about putting a plan together and and taking action. Like you were saying how you did it back uh, years ago. I mean, taking the action, paying off the the debts little by little and and making sure that you're not adding to the debt along the way. You know, interest rates are are going up and are going to continue to go up the rest of this year and maybe next year. So definitely something to think about. The money you're putting on a credit card now, how much interest are you actually paying on that? Well, and if you sit down and do the math, it becomes pretty phenomenal. Right. I mean, it's a little bit scary. Now, there there were some laws passed a little bit more recently where they have to disclose a little bit more of that on your statement, so it's a little more obvious. But important to take a look at that. When we come back, I want to talk about some more ideas of how to obtain that financial freedom. You're listening to the Retirement Ready Show on WTMJ. Getting you ready for retirement the right way. This is Retirement Ready with Tony Drake on WTMJ. Good afternoon, and thanks for spending a little bit of your Saturday with us. This is Tony Drake with the Retirement Ready Show on WTMJ. We have uh, Brad Allen here today, and of course, we're talking about financial freedom. Great topic for the month of July, and thinking about all those fireworks and, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of the foundation of our country, the kids... uh, I don't know about your kids. Maybe they're too young. My kids love the fireworks. They love them. The dogs don't. Yeah, dogs that's true. The, <laughs> that's true. In the bathroom this year. That is true. We were out with our, our neighbors, and their poor little dog was uh, terrified <laughs> and just shaking. But I think that's fairly common with a lot of the dogs. But, you know, great time to maybe hit the pause button, really start to think about, you know, am I financially free? And if I'm not, you know, what can I do to get there? We talked a little bit earlier, Brad, about setting goals and, and, you know, that one none of us want to think about, but it's, you know, tackling that debt. It's something we all have to face and and really, you know, tackle. But the other one I think is important is is trying to come up with a plan where the savings becomes a little bit more automated, where it's not something where you have to consciously think about it. You know, I think for most people, if you can automate that process, that money starts going into investments or savings, and you almost don't even miss it. Yeah, I always say if you don't uh, see it, you don't miss it. So make it a priority to uh, save as much as you can. Build up that short-term savings by setting up automatic transfers from your paycheck to a separate savings account. If the money is automatically deducted, you're not tempted to spend it. So when it comes to building a long-term savings, I recommend my clients put 10 to 15% of every paycheck into a retirement account like a 401k or a traditional IRA, maybe a Roth IRA if they give you that option. But remember the, the contribution limit for a 401k this year is $18,500. The contribution limit for an IRA in 2018 is 5500 But after the age of 50, they give you that catch-up. The catch-up, yeah. And, and you can put, uh, you can save an additional 6000 in your 401k, an additional $1,000 in your IRA. So, uh, you know, one of the things we're taking a look at now, too, is, is a lot of these 401ks, they're giving options to put money into a Roth inside of the 401k. Um, and that might work out depending on where you are in your life. Maybe you're, you're just starting out and you're not making as much money now as you will 10 years from now, possibly. And maybe that's a good time to start putting money in a Roth while, while you're in a lower tax bracket than you will be down the road. I think one of the things that we always talk about is, is nobody's ever complained to us in retirement about tax-free income. 
you know, so it's, it's yeah. one of those things where if you can build that up and you don't have to worry about RMDs out of that account at 70, it's going to help your tax brackets in retirement. So the more money you can put into a Roth, the better off you're going to be down the road. And that's even where some of those tax strategies, you know, getting closer to retirement come into play, doing Roth conversions and converting some of your traditional dollars over to a Roth so that you can minimize those RMDs and maybe you're not in such a high tax bracket in your 70s. It's, it's something that literally we've seen hundreds of thousands of, of dollars added to a portfolio by doing Roth conversions at strategic times in, in, in clients' lives. Yeah, you just don't, I mean, you know, in our business, you just don't hear someone say, boy, I wish I was paying more in taxes, right? right? And, you know, I think it, it's sometimes one of the broken links in our industry. I mean, so many great advisors out there, but I think so many people are so hyper-focused on the investments. And, and don't get me wrong, that's an important part of it. But maybe there's a way to take a little bit more holistic view and say, okay, are my investments effective? Meaning, you know, are they in line with my risk? Take, you, you and I talk about fees all the time, mm-hmm. right? Being an educated consumer, knowing and understanding what you're paying for, looking for that fiduciary, the person that's legally obligated to put your interest first. But then beyond that, you know, what's my income going to be like? Am I going to outlive my money? What's inflation look like? And the big question is taxes. You know, once you maximize that Social Security, you know, are there things I can do today like the bracket bumping, like the Roth conversions? Because, you know, theoretically here we're in a lower, you know, we have taxes are on sale, right, for eight years for most of us. Mm -hmm. So is there a way I can take advantage of that, maybe convert some of those pre-tax dollars, get them growing tax-free, coming out tax-free? Not only will that create either tax-free income down the road for myself, but if you're in a situation where, I am going to pass on money. It creates a great tax-free gift, right, to your, to your loved ones, potentially the lower tax bracket, but it also ties into the overall tax picture because how much of your Social Security is taxed is based on income. Well, RMDs in your 70s count as income. If I can get a lot of that converted over at a fairly low tax bracket, then I don't have to take RMDs or I don't have to take RMDs that are quite as big. Now... Not only do I have the tax-free income, but I get to keep more of my Social Security unless if it goes to Uncle Sam. So the pieces of these puzzle start to fit together, but it is a fairly complex puzzle. It's not just about what fund am I going to pick today or what money manager is hot. That's a part of the conversation, mm-hmm. but it's a, it's a part of a bigger picture, and I think that's missing sometimes. And it's all about putting that plan together. That should be part of a, a financial plan, a retirement plan. Absolutely. You're listening to the Retirement Ready Show on WTMJ. Preparing you for the ultimate vacation. Here's more of Retirement Ready with Tony Drake on WTMJ. Welcome back to the Retirement Ready Show on WTMJ. I'm Tony Drake with Drake & Associates, joined by none other than Brad Allen here. Happy Saturday, everybody. Happy, happy Saturday. So we always, uh, Brad, encourage people to write in questions. You can write those questions into us at radio at wealthwisconsin.com. That's radio at wealthwisconsin.com and and we always make sure we get back to everybody throughout the week Mm -hmm. and we'll have some of the questions on air here and i understand you got a question this week we do and i picked one that kind of when we were talking about roth conversions a little bit earlier and and steve actually has a question he says what can i do to minimize my rmds after 70 and a half so we talked about the roth conversions before 70 and a half and maybe trying to plan that way but what can we do after 70 and a half when we're already taking rmds great question and and i think some of this is part 
partly my fault that, you know, I get really excited when I'm able to meet somebody, Brad, in their 60s and we can do those Roth conversions pre-RMD time, if you will. Doesn't mean, though, that the Roth conversion strategy doesn't work after. Maybe a little less impactful, right? So it's going to have a smaller impact on the longevity of the dollars or the size of the estate later in life, but it still has a great impact. Um, But some other neat things you can do, something I was just talking to a client about that surprisingly very few people are aware of are what's called a QCD or Qualified Charitable Distribution. So most of us have some amount of money we're giving to a charity or, or maybe to your local church, right? Maybe you're putting $20 a week, $10 a week, whatever it is. In Brad's case, as much as you make, you're probably putting 100 a week into the basket. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. The pastor would be excited, though. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> I'm teasing you. But, uh, you know, you're putting that money into the basket each week or you're donating to Salvation Army, whatever, as long as it's a 501c3 uh, IRS charity, Right. And there's a little bit different strategy. So imagine, for example, you added it up and you're giving three hundred, five hundred thousand dollars to the church over the year. My guess is that church would be just as happy to get that in one lump sum. But rather than you throwing that cash in the basket each week or writing a check each week, you call the custodian of your IRA. You have them send that money directly to the church or to the charity or charities of your choice, right? So let's say throughout the year you're giving away a couple thousand dollars, and let's say your RMD is $10,000. So they distribute the four or five thousand that you're giving to charities. Now you're not taxed on that. You only have the taxable income on the other half of the RMD. And I think, Brad, that becomes a lot more important now, too, that a lot of people aren't going to do long form on taxes anymore. They're going to be taking that standard deduction. So I don't have to take out that other three, four, five thousand that I'm giving away in RMD because it's already satisfied. Now, here's the trip. Here's where a lot of people kind of trip up a little bit. They take the $10,000 RMD and then they write checks to the charity of your choice. You're going to be taxed on the full Mm -hmm. $10,000. Can't do that. Money has to go directly from the custodian to the charity. So you have to call your custodian. In our case, we use TD Ameritrade. So we contact TD Ameritrade, and we have them distribute those checks on our clients' behalf. So really great thing to do. I think a lot of people mistakenly think, boy, I can't use some of these charitable strategies unless I'm giving away tens of thousands or hundreds, of, or you know, maybe I'm Bill Gates or uh, what's the Facebook guy? Uh, uh, Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, Mark Zuckerberg. I'm giving away millions of dollars, right? So um, it, that's not the case. Even if you're giving away a couple hundred or just $1,000 throughout the year, that's $1,000 that you don't have to take as taxable mm-hmm. income. The charity doesn't care. They get the same money. And I think that's one of those, you know, why not do it? Because you're doing it anyways, right? In, in whether it's coming from a savings account or if it can count as an in RMD for you for the year, it, it only benefits you by keeping your income lower and, and that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, I think uh, that is a great strategy that not a lot of people know about and more people should. Yeah, and again, I think, you know, some of those tax strategies are important. Those are some of the topics that we talk about at our educational class. Classes. We've been covering some great topics lately. I think folks are finding of interest, not just the Social Security strategy. We had a couple classes here recently specifically on those. But, you know, how do I maximize Social Security? 10 to 12,000 people a day turning 65. Do I take it early? Do I wait till, you know, my primary insurance amount or full retirement age? Do I delay it till 70, get that 8% growth? Are there marital strategies? But, you know, how do I handle these RMDs? Mm-hmm. You know, how do I create that income plan? And probably most importantly to people now, again, you know, how do I deal with some of these tax strategies? We're talking about some of the basics here, but are there some strategies I can implement to really help increase my income, 
decrease the taxability, maybe increase the amount of tax-free money that goes to loved ones when inevitably we pass. I mean, the downside, Brad, you and I, you know, we see a lot of people that are passing substantial amount of money on the family, loved ones, you know, people they care about. If there's a way to pass that more effectively, not have Uncle Sam be one of your largest beneficiaries, I think that's important to look at. You can see those upcoming classes at wealthwisconsin.com. That's wealth. Wisconsin.com, we do need you to register ahead of time, or you can call the office at 414-409-7226. That's 414-409-7226. You're listening to the Retirement Ready Show on WTMJ. Answering all of your retirement questions on Retirement Ready with Tony Drake on WTMJ. You're listening to the Retirement Ready Show on WTMJ. I'm Tony Drake, Certified Financial Planner with Brad Allen, and today we're talking about financial freedom, you know, a country's freedom in July. It's a great time to think about that, make sure you're on track, and covered some great topics, Brad, as far as, you know, Social Security, maximizing that income, Roth conversions, setting goals, dealing with debt, automating your savings, but, you know, let's talk about, I love this concept, it's having my money work for me, right? So, when I'm out at work or maybe you're retired and all that money you've had, you know, that you've saved so long, how do you get it to grow? Well, if you want your, to, to break free from the nine to five career, it's important to put your money to work for you by investing it. Now, I'm not talking about every dollar you have in your savings account, but the money in your short term savings should be enough to cover three to six months worth of expenses. You know, that way, if you lose your job or something happens, you have enough money in your savings account to cover that uh, that time period for you. But when, you, when you're putting money into an emergency fund and you build that up enough, then it's time to start investing the other dollars that you, that you have and start investing for retirement. So we always talk about the 10 to 15% you should be putting away in your retirement accounts, whether that's an IRA, a SEP, a, a 401k, whatever that might be. But you want to continually invest in that account, and you want to know what your risk tolerance is. We talk about this a lot, but you know, the closer you get to retirement, the more you might want to start thinking about pulling back on the risk a little bit. If you have 30 years from retirement, you might have time to make back the money that you lost if, if we go through a downturn or during the trade war kind of thing. And you know we see a lot of ups and downs in the market, but you don't have to worry as much. But when you get closer to retirement, that's when you want to start to really take a look at what is your risk tolerance? You know, How much risk do you, do you want to expose yourself to? Where do you feel comfortable versus where you actually are? And I th- I, Brad, I think you bring up a great topic, you know, and, and I think this concept of risk is such like, uh, you know, it's like smoke and made like a big dramatic play or a scene in a movie. Like, how do I quantify that? I think a lot of people say, well, I want to make money, you know. I mean, it's, it's that typical thing, right? Market's up 20%, I'll take 20%. Yeah. Market's down 20%, I'll take zero, <laughs> right? I mean, that obviously doesn't exist. But how, you know, what's a good way for folks, whether they're still working, Maybe you're a couple of years for retirement or for our clients that are in retirement or rapidly approaching, you know, how do you quantify that into something real? So I know how much risk should I be? What should my portfolio look like? Should I have any guaranteed products? Should I have everything in speculative IPOs, you know, brand new companies hitting the markets for the first time? You know, how do, how do I like tackle that monster? Well, it's about sitting down and creating that financial plan. You know, you really want to have balance in your life. So if you're going to be really aggressive in a certain area, how do you balance that out somewhere else? And, um, you know, when you're putting a retirement plan together, I think your risk 
tolerance should be a big question that you're talking about with your advisor. You know, uh, for instance, when we put a retirement plan together, we have a program that shows, okay, you take a little questionnaire, it shows where you feel comfortable with risk. And then we can actually put in your portfolio, all the different ticker symbols, all the different funds that you have. And it shows you how much actual risk do you have? And I think the big thing we see is a lot of folks come in, they answer this question, and it's really neat to follow because it gives you a risk of 1 to 99, 99 being even riskier than the S&P 500, right, Comple- completely speculative, and 1 being something saved, guaranteed cash, something in the bank, a fixed product, whatever it may be. And, and let's say someone answers at a 34, then we plug in their portfolio, and the portfolio spits out at a 78, which I think naturally begs the question, you know, if you're comfortable to 34, why are you taking double the risk? And then we can show you, we can do what's called stress testing a portfolio. So we can say, if you held these exact portfolio during 2013, where the market took off, Mm -hmm. this is what you get, right? Everybody's partying, extra vacations, you know, it's a great time, right? We're buying that new hot rod or whatever it might be. But there's always the other side to the coin in the market. So in 2008, when the market was down about 40%, or in in that 16-month period where the market cut in half, this is what would happen. Mm -hmm. And the thing I like to tell folks, there's no right or wrong answers here. There's There's not a fire. We don't have to run and grab fire. It's just data. What I like to try to do is empower my retirees and my clients to have the information to say, okay, if the market dropped 52% or 50% and you held this portfolio at this risk level and you were down 45, are you okay? Do you see that as part of a long-term picture? Do you see that as a time period where things are on sale, I'll dump more money in, or are you chasing me around the office ready to fire me and rip my head off because it's, you just can't sleep at night? And there's no right or wrong answers there necessarily if we can make both plans fly. But if you're not comfortable with that, then we need to make sure we design a plan that's within your risk tolerance. And I think it's just an area where a lot of people aren't spending enough time. They think they're invested a little bit safer than they actually are. So, again, it's just about having the data so you can make educated choices. I don't like the relationship where the advisor says, oh, you're just fine. Don't worry about it, Betty. Or, Bob, you're going to be just fine. Well, why? Mm-hmm. Based on what returns, what inflation, we need some more information. So let's dive into that a little bit more when we come back. You're listening to the Retirement Ready Show. On- Walking you through your retirement plan. Here's more of Retirement Ready with Tony Drake on WTMJ. Good afternoon and welcome back. Thanks for spending your uh, little bit of your afternoon with us. This is Tony Drake with Drake & Associates. You're listening to the Retirement Ready Show on WTMJ. And Brad and I this week are talking about financial independence, financial freedom, just some real concrete ways to start to tackle this concept of retirement, income planning, getting out of debt, and really having financial freedom. And I think the beauty of that, Brad, Um, you you can maybe expand on this, but I think the beauty of it is for, at least for most people that I've been able to help is when they find that financial freedom, it's like there's this burden. I mean, you and I, I really do love what I do. And and there's been so many times when someone's coming, we've really put in a concrete plant. Sometimes they're in tears because mm-hmm. they didn't know if they could retire. And it's just such a weight lifted off of your chest. Well, those are kind of the, the best days in the office when somebody finds out that they can retire and they thought they had to work for another three or four years. And, um, you know, it's it's one of the, the, the fun things. But, uh, you know, when you think about retirement, you want to you want to really try to prioritize retirement early. 
So no matter what your age is, it's never too early to start planning for, for retirement. Whether you're in your 20s, 40s, 70s, you need to make retirement a priority. I think you know some of the things we talk about a lot are, it used to be where you have a pension, right? And, and a company would take care of you for the rest of your life if you, if you spent the time uh, with them and worked there your entire life. But pensions are kind of a thing of the past now. And now you have your, your 401ks, your investments, and you really have to be your own advocate and put money into these accounts. So it's a good conversation that you need to have with your spouse. How much do we want to put into our retirement accounts? Uh, what do you want to do in retirement? How much money are you going to need for that? So if you want to travel the world, uh, you might need to make sure you put that as a goal and, and, and budget that out if you want to do some traveling uh, or if you want to you know, build a car, whatever it is you want to do in retirement. You want to make sure that you put a plan together that's based around that so that when you get there, it's a lot less stress because you've planned it out ahead of time. You plan for the ups and the downs of the market. We were talking about the risk program that we use in the office here, and I think it just... Uh, you know, prioritizes things in people's minds and it shows real numbers. Okay, through the good, the bad, and the ugly, this is how I perform so I don't have to worry about it as much when these things happen. Yeah, I think that's important. There's another tool we use where, so we take a look at risk and fees in a portfolio, kind of stress test it, but then we can plug in all the data, really start to pull all the pieces together. Um, I mentioned earlier, I don't like these conversations like, oh, you'll be just fine, don't worry about it. Or, you know, you need to save more. Well, based on what, right? I mean, are we assuming 12% rates of return each year, 15% rates of return? Or are we assuming four, five, six, seven? You know, what rate of return are we using? And inflation is an ugly monster to deal with sometimes, right? I mean, last 10 years, sub 2%, last 20 years, really, sub 2%. Mm-hmm. But if you look at the 100 year average inflation, it's closer to three and a quarter. You know, so what are you planning on there? Are you saying inflation is going to stay at 1.7 forever? Or are you being more conservative and saying, Let's use a 3.24%, the 100-year average. So, you know, your 6,000, 8,000, 10, whatever you're spending per month, we're increasing that by three and a quarter percent each year, you know, so we're accounting for inflation. But we have tools today where we can plug in your budget. We can plug in your income, Social Security, pensions, if you're fortunate enough to have it. We can plug in all of your accounts. We can plug in the tax strategies that we're going to do. We can do a simulated tax return each year. We can simulate all the RMDs coming out and saying, will my money last? And will it last under different market environments? I can stress test, simulate different periods, and kind of look at the worst decades possible. And do we still recover through those time periods with an ugly inflation rate? Maybe we even put in a low average rate of return. And that's where we want to get to the yes. You know, and this is the type of thing we talk about at the classes, Brad. We have some upcoming classes. Where can I find out about those? Yeah, on wealthwisconsin.com. We always have our classes that are coming up. And, and you know, when we're putting that retirement plan together, I think the big thing that we try to do, Tony, in the office is we try to uh, give you the why behind it. If, if, if we're saying a Roth conversion works for you, why does it work? Why, why should you do that? So... Uh, we do have some classes coming up, or if you want to just give us a call at the office, uh, we put together complimentary uh, retirement plans for folks that want to come in. You can give us a call anytime at 414-409-7226. And some of those upcoming classes, we're going to cover these topics, risk, Social Security, RMDs. Do I have to take them? Are there ways to avoid some of the taxation? How do I tackle the monster of this new tax bill, right? I mean... There's a lot of, I think, ambiguity, whether you love President Trump or you don't like him. You know, it's a polarizing topic, but reality is the tax bill passed. So our job is to take the politics out of it and really make sure we're putting our clients in the best tax situation. So 
how do we accomplish that? So visit the website, wealthwisconsin.com. You can see the upcoming schedule. We do need people to register. I apologize. They fill up very quickly. I know people have been waiting on waiting lists, and we're doing our best to accommodate you. Or you can call the office at 414-409-7226. That's 414-409-7226. You can register to come to one of those upcoming courses, or you can always set up that complimentary consultation like you mentioned, Brad. Come on in, and we'll work through some of these programs and scenarios with you. As always, we know everybody's busy. These uh, summers in Wisconsin are awfully short. We appreciate you spending some time with us, and we'll look forward to talking to you next week. You're listening to the Retirement Ready Show on WTMJ. The proceeding was a paid program. Advice and opinions expressed during Retirement Ready are solely that of the hosts or guests of Drake & Associates and not WTMJ Radio or Scripps Media Incorporated.